Hello and welcome to this week's roundup episode of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, of MindSwan and Brain Labs now. Um, and I use this platform to share um, not just the experts' ideas, but also my ideas and considerations um, and considered even best practices about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and the direction of the digital industry. Um, and yeah, this week it is very much going to be at the direction of the digital industry industry and advices on how to um, continue to do um, paid media, paid search especially, much better. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry or even just get my favorite script of the week, like, comment and follow on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram on my handle MindSwanPPC or just to see snippets and quotes from the previous podcast, follow our dedicated post- podcast Instagram, ppcchat underscore roundup. So it's been a busy few days. Um, but I was, um, yeah, luckily able to sneak into this week's discussion a little bit um, about from, that was led by Julie Bicini, um on the topic of the great Google Ads query um, caper of 2020. So, um, yeah, if you've not heard about this yet, Google has decided to increase the amount of search items, um, search queries and search terms that it hides from us in the search query analysis report. So one thing I actually saw that was like, that was quite, um, I found quite incredulous is that it even hid for somebody, some keywords that had actually generated conversions. And these are really one of the key things of optimizing because we're always trying to look at the keywords that are not just performing efficiency wise, but especially are delivering conversions so that we can get more control on the bid and improve our ROI. So yeah. That was not really um, good news for um, a lot of our PPC practitioners. So, yeah, we are um, going to talk about that today. And, um, yeah, definitely the experts do share the tips on how to keep sane during uh, these times. But before we get into that, we've got our quiz of the week. So the question is, topic related is about search queries. So what is known to be the three different types of search queries? Again, according to Google, and this was just a Google search I did, what is known to be the three different types of search queries? And for that answer, come back, um, listen, no, don't come back, stay on listening to the podcast um, and keep on listening to the end of it. So getting straight in back into our chat, Julie um, invites us and says, hello, thank you all for joining me today. We're going to be talking about the great Google ads query caper of 2020. 20. Again, that we have had a little time to digest it and see data impacts. But first, how are we all doing today? And yeah, we've got some like you know, really great entries from some, some of our experts um, yeah, joining us. I like John Kagan's answer saying, um, I woke up today. I'm not sick. I can't complain. Yeah, that's a good reason to be grateful. And Julie also shares another picture of her nice, lovely little puppy to brighten our day. She is looking very cute. Um and so, going on to question one, Julie asks, has your opinion or thinking about Google Ads no longer showing queries without significant levels of searching changed since you first heard about it? Why or why not? Colin Slattery replies, saying, um, if anything it has gotten worse, the data is bad as I had predicted it would be. I am absolutely livid about the whole thing. It's just total garbage. So yeah, a very strong opinion there. Um, John Kagan replies, I don't know if my opinion of Google Ads could be any less lower yeah this is not really good good for their rep and i don't even know if they really even care 
Julie replies, my opinion has not changed. I was outraged from the reading of the announcement and nothing that has happened since has moved me off that position. Um, Amalia Fowler replies, I am of two minds now. The first is that this is not good. I'm losing visibility into something like 60% of my client spend. The second is I have to adapt because I don't think our outrage has ever made Google change anything. I give myself a week to mourn. That's good to, yeah, to mentally prepare for yourself. But how long are you going to be annoyed for? Um, Marbota replies saying, yes, we have seen about 50% of spend being reported on for some ad groups. I'm missing key conversion data as well since Google has decided to not show certain search terms, aka we have queries converting, but have no idea what those are. And yes, I've seen a report of that from somewhere else as well. Sean Ellie replies, my feelings haven't changed. I just did a big cut of data from across all clients and I'm actually more upset than when the news first broke. Wow, so feelings not getting better at all. Greg Finn replies, I actually it actually seems worse. Significance doesn't appear to actually have anything to do um with the numbers and seeing some of the horror stories, i.e. um Colin Slattery, I'm very nervous. Steve Gibson replies saying when I first heard about it, I didn't think it would be a big deal. Then I thought it might be. Now I'm back to thinking it's not too worrying. I'd like him to explain that more. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Julie replied, I read your post this morning. Interesting take. Oh, I wonder what that post that one is. Um, Leslie Dreschler replies saying, yes, it has been quickly gotten worse. Already seen the change in data. Jordan Stark hasn't changed. I think we should be able to at least opt into the data we want just because Google doesn't think it's relevant. There could be an overarching thing that we could pick out that Google won't. Um, and then we've got Kristen um, Shepard replying saying, my opinion has not changed. We have a right to know what we're paying for and which queries generated clicks on our ads. Very well said. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julia Vice replying saying, nope, it sucks. And now that I have a ch- have I. I've had a chance to think through the effect of my dynamic ads. It seems even worse. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, James Verbodo replying, no, has not changed at $3, $5, and $10 plus per click. The data transparency is warranted. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Marbota that said, when he had said, yes, we've seen about 50% of spend being reported on for some ad groups and missing key conversion data as well, since Google has decided not to show certain search terms. Um, yeah, Mali replies, the converting query is not showing, gives, drives me crazy. How is a click that equals to a conversion not significant? Uh, Julie replies, ah, but significance has in no way been defined. Yeah, exactly. What does significance actually means? Um, Greg Frame replies, so troubling seeing query data for a single click with um, with the names in the query with no previous impressions over clicks. Really hard to um, believe the explanations they've given. Yeah, no explanation is going to make sense to me. Um, and then we've got Marboto that replied to Amalia, where Amalia says the conversion query is not showing, drives me crazy. How is a click that... It, Click that equals to a conversion, not significant. Marbota replies, I know it's forcing to us to only use exact matches keywords. So we assume the query is somewhat relevant, but for some industries, we have to use BMM or broad emergency services, etc. Yeah, so I actually think that one solution for this would be like to use exact match and also make sure you exclude um, close variants um, and using a script that um, Brain Labs actually um, come out with when yeah, close variants came into place. That will definitely 
help with that, limiting the keywords that will be shown. Um, and Stephanie Woods replies to that, saying some new accounts need to start with broad and BMM as a way of fishing for good terms. Google also took away the ability to get good keyword research, so that so the data they show us is also limited. Also, some industries don't have a ton of searches and exact will drive no traffic, and that's a fact as well. And um, in response, in re- response to um, Julia Vice, what Julia had said, nope, it sucks. And now that I've had a chance to think through the effects on my dynamic ads, it seems even worse. Amalia replies, I've told my team we aren't launch- launching new accounts with DSA, which is something we used um, before to look for ways to build out the account or get traction on things we didn't think of. Um, can't use negatives the same way, so can't use DSA the same way. Julie replies, it does take away a big reason for doing DSA, doesn't it? Or at least lessens or weakens the case for it. Amalia replies, unless you have a similar um, account with a very solid lead of neg- list of negatives you can borrow from, you're doing just as much research to guess at negatives, and that outweighs the benefits um, with the lack of visibility, in my opinion. Marbota replied, agreed. Our team is reviewing um, how we could even be able to implement DSAs again. And so we've got um, Julie going on to question two, going Google Ads clarified their reasoning for their change after their initial announcement, did they? Um, before we first chatted about this to say it was for privacy reasons, Thoughts? Yeah, I was like, I called Poppycock on that one was my answer exactly. It's like, Poppycock, what's the difference between what they're showing and what they aren't? Like literally that whole, it's all like significant searches. What's significant? There's just so many like, you know, fluffy reasons that they give that really has no substance. And that's really even more infuriating, um, in my opinion. Amalia Fowler replied, if privacy equals to we need money because we're losing it, then sure. Um, and then, yeah, I think Greg here <laughs> replied to question two goes BS. Um, yeah, totally agree with that one. Um, Julia advice who's and how, and is this an admission that you can find people's based on their queries? What on earth is this? And then we've got James Foboda replying, sure, then allow us to opt out of those searches. And then we've got Colin Slattery replying to question two, saying the privacy reason is bullshit. It is obviously an effort to maximize revenue. It's the same reason they stopped allowing us to block mobile app placements on display. They need to aggressively monetize garbage inventory. Um, And then, yeah, we've got Doug R. Thomas replying to question one, saying no, especially after looking at the data in my accounts. I've got bigger fish to fry with my accounts, especially starting out, then losing insights into 20 to 40 percent of my search terms. strategy will always be secondary to market strategy. Marboto replies to question two saying, very interesting, right? I think it's more of an issue that we can't see full conversion data versus converting queries that we're spending dollars on. I need to chat with my agency, Google Rep, about these changes and get his thoughts too. Yes, I think they'll just be like, just go with it. It's doing, they're doing it for your own good. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, uh, um, Amalia replying to Julia, where Julia had said, who's and how, and is this an admission that you can find people based on their queries? What on earth is this? Amalia replies, right. It's like, I've seen searches like medicine that makes you poop instantly, whale sperm, facial, etc. I have no desire to find these people and sift 
uh, through analytics data on the off chance they contacted me. And Stephanie replies, exactly. I ran an account for university and lots of searches around people looking for pictures of university girls. Ew. Um, I could guess that some of these were to add as negatives, but not all, not all. These queries had nothing to do with the course. Doesn't give me confidence. Yeah. Google, very bad at targeting these days. Grant replies, I understand the privacy piece of this, especially with Apple focusing heavily on privacy. If just sensitive healthcare or financial queries were hidden, this would make more sense, but there's no clarity around what's hidden and what isn't. And that's the point. Um, Greg Finn replies, while there may be a privacy element to it, say 1% of rationale, I'd say the majority of the reasons is to make more short-term, short-term dollars and exact match add close variants, expand close variants, hide variants. Seems that with their leading AI and um, and machine learning, they could hide any any piece, any search queries. Um, Julie replies um, to question two, saying it rings just as hollow as now as it did when they clarified. Christian replies, total, total baloney. Um, if machine learning is as great as Google says, Google should be able to selectively remove sensitive queries from the search terms report. P.S. If a query is so sensitive that I shouldn't see it, I don't want my ads showing up for that Query, precisely. Sean Ellie replies, think it has nothing to do with um, privacy and everything to do with pushing automation. John Kagan replies, complete and utter BS, then explains showing consumer phone numbers on call tracking. Yeah, exactly. That definitely does not seem um, like privacy issues at all. Dogar Thomas replies saying, I really appreciate Amelia Fowler who founded the analytics connection. If the privacy part is true, I can see that staying for a while since analytics is heavily encrypted. Ultimately, it's not like we're going to spend less on Google. It's not like it changes how I build accounts and it's not like I can do a thing about it. So chain tactics keep the same strategy. My clients have asked more about their recent, about other recent changes. And then we've got Steve Gibson replying, I don't buy it. In my opinion, it's no difference to them turning exact and phrase match into broad, i.e. variants. That wasn't about privacy. And in my opinion, neither is this. It's about creating more competition for low value add inventory. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Grant replying to question two saying, I also think about Google's numbers over the last couple of quarters. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of smart people run the, imp- the numbers on their end to quantity to quantify the dollar impact of these kinds of updates. And then in response to question one, we've got El Che saying, my opinion has not changed a bit and every client I talk to about it is not happy about it either. Nobody likes to pay for things. They have no idea what they are getting. I don't pay good money and just trust someone has my best interest at heart. Um, and then Julie replies to um, Grant, where Grant has said, I think, I also think about Google's numbers over the last couple of quarters. I'm sure there are plenty of smart people running the numbers on their end to quantify the dollar impact of these kind of updates. In reply, Julie goes, also search activity is not static, but it's also not infinite. There's only so much that happens in a given time. Their earnings can't continue to go up without one, more inventory, two, higher cost Per click, Amalia replies, plus if they, if what they say is true and 15, 15% of searches each month or day, can't remember, are new searches, then how in the heck am I supposed to even begin with the negatives? Julie replies, one of my arguments on this as well. They have been touting that stat for the past two years and now this. 
And then we've got a nice little quote from James Rebudo that is in reply to El Chase. Well, El Chase goes, my opinion has not changed a bit and every client I talk to about it is not happy about it either. James replies, probably the PPC chat quote that sums this up best. Nobody likes to pay for things. They have no idea what they are getting. Exactly. You don't go to a shop and just spend money and, you know, come home and you're like, oh, I do not know whether I'm going to get a full bag of crisps or not. And then Julie goes on to question three saying, what are you seeing in your account query data? How much is no longer visible? What impact is it having? Um, but El Chase replies to question two saying, no filter opinion is this, um, no filter opinion is this is total BS in a nice wrapper. Privacy sounds really nice and is great in theory. I feel the real reason is a bit more nefarious. However, they don't want you to see how bad matching is now and they want more profit for shareholders. I actually think that's a very good point. They don't want to see how bad they're doing in terms of close variance. That was supposed to be really great. Um, Greg, uh, Greg Asquith replies, say, this is really bringing back memories of running DBM as it was then before a load of sites used to get categorized as low volume inventory in reports, which basically meant we don't know or care where this ad ran blank hidden URLs, even in log files with no opt out. Oh, that sounds awful. And then we've got John Kagan replying to questions three, saying still up in the air. Um, and then we've got Greg Finn replying, saying varied vi widely from 20% to 40%. These are all on account that have been thoroughly mined for negatives up until this point, though surprisingly so far, the CPAs of the hidden terms have been roughly equal to that of non-hidden, though I am likely an outlier here. And then we've got Leo Pinon replying, saying that it really depends for an e-commerce client. I've seen 25% of searched terms hidden in the last seven days, but my colleague Marboto has seen up to 50% for some B2B clients. Um, and then, yeah, Colin Satteri replies, saying, so what is missing ranges from 30% to 60% for their accounts, but almost um, universally it is, it is at significantly elevated CPCs with worse CPAs. I haven't looked this week but um, yet, but it has been terrible. Jordan Stark replies to question two, um, saying, I really think it's about the money and control and not really about p policy. Uh, Amali replies saying, I honestly worry we're on the path to being forced into the smart systems. Not sure how far away it is, but they slowly remove one or two things we need to do our job as PPC experts properly every yeah, yeah, that is true. El Chase replies saying it looks to be 20% plus so far. And those um, smaller click volumes were, um, were where I tended to find those really bad offenders to matches. So it hurts pretty bad. Sean Eddy replies, a few cuts that I have pulled. Ecom missing 29% of cuts of cost. Lead gen missing nearly 40%. Small accounts missing 36%. Medium accounts 31%. Large accounts 24%. Sized is based on trying to get equal numbers of accounts into each group based on ad spend. Um, and then Julie replies um, to question three saying lower budget and or volume accounts are being hit harder, at least in my mix. Average would be at least a third gone. Grant um, Edrington replies to question three saying varies by account and campaign, but 20 to 50 percent is what I've been seeing. The CPA difference between hidden and visible is definitely there, but I try to look at account wide performance instead of drilling super deep. And that's what people are just going to do. And that's what I don't think Google don't want us to do anymore, to be drilling deep. Just look at the performance, see that it's doing well and keep throwing more money at it. Um, Greg Asquick replies, um, 
in the two main accounts I run, I'm seeing 55 to 65% of clicks coming through for this month so far, both with higher CPCs in the hidden terms, not quite as drastic as um, Colin Slattery, but definitely not good. Um, and then we've got Sam replying to question three, saying it ends up being between 20 to 70%, depending on the client. We are seeing a trend emerging with visibility inversely correlated to spend, but that could honestly be noise also seen a significant performance gap regardless of client spend and then we've got julie going on to question four saying have you been able to figure and figure any rhyme or reason as to what the thresholds might actually be um but before that i replied to question three saying unfortunately or fortunately even i don't work with this kind of data anymore still annoyed and then we've got Colin Slattery replying to question four saying, absolutely no view into what is significant. I'm seeing one click, one impression stuff in there still. I hate to assume the worst, but I bet by significant, they mean relevance and hide the least relevant stuff to avoid us filtering out. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Daniel Vardy replying to question three saying, we have seen search lost visibility on accounts raising from 15% to 53%. How are you guys seeing more than that? Less than that? Let's know. Sam replies to question four saying, not really, other than based on traffic performance, it's likely garbage that they know any competent AM would quickly filter out. The lack of transparency around this is galling. Um, Dogar Thomas replies, I think about how Gary Illes has talked about thresholds for SEO stuff. It's not ever a specific thing, not a complicated set of fuzzy maps but a complicated set of fuzzy mats. In short, it's explicitly designed as a black box because it's a very complicated set of instructions. Amelia Fowler replies, not really. I've seen competitor terms go to analytics and more hidden in low volume accounts. I've also seen one click, one impression shown and conversions being hidden. To be honest, I don't know that Google knows what its thresholds is yeah definitely not doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to that um grant edrington replies question four seeing very unsure as to what these are i'm still seeing one impression and one click queries come through and i also wonder if thresholds or visibility changes over time if a one-click term is searched for again would that be enough for it to show that's a good hypothesis Greg Fenn replies, no idea mentioned before, but I saw this last week, a history of no impressions and this term and got um, a one click. It has a name of a person in the query. El Chase replies, I'm not seeing a pattern because I'm still seeing single click search terms, wondering if they're selecting what is hidden. We don't want to get into trouble for this one. So let's hide it. I wish I could have done this a few times as a kid. Um, and then, yeah, Julie then goes on to question five saying, what, if anything, are you doing or plan to do to combat or work around this in your accounts? Um, but before we get into those answers, Greg Asquith replies saying, I imagine we'll never be able to work it out looking at our own accounts as it will likely look at searches that weren't eligible for ads, e.g. knowledge graph results shown instead, or we would never have been in the auction for any way due to budget. 
And then we've got John Kagan replying to question four as well, saying, nope, just assuming it is a relative threshold. To question five, we've got Amalia saying, so far, no DSAs unless we have a client in a similar industry. We can look at negatives for our strategy docs and now including negative keyword research instead of our usual and checking analytics to see if we can get a bit of increased visibility. Grant Edrington replies, controlling what we can control. If you look at the full optimization, optimization toolbox you have bids budget cro and much more if you do a great job at those other tactics that will hopefully be enough to mitigate any negative impact from the update l chase replies to question five saying one funny thing i mentioned this week is looking at the google recommendations for adding new keywords and making them negatives i will not be using dynamic keyword insertion dsas are also pretty sketchy to do now sam replies to question five saying we've been getting much more aggressive on the negative side as well as relying more on audiences to try to hopefully filter out more of the garbage we've been using SEM rush plus moz more to generate low volume turns to actively include john kagan replies to question five saying no much i can do um, expect lean heavy into um accept lean heavy into negatives and write strongly worded letters to the big g and strongly worded tweets even tagging them in um james verboda replies exactly ish match keywords produce fewer hidden um, queries turned off broad bmm and phrase in a client's account and performance improved testing this as a new practice so yes guys use more exact match and you might actually see better performance although this is always just a might thing greg replies to question five saying nothing special so far would bring example queries from bing over if i ran any thinking about using tools like people also asked from um the taffer boy um that's at taffer boy to suggest potential negatives yeah that's an interesting solution julie replies to question five saying i feel like i want to start making industry negative keyword list as a side gig instant insistence on google search console being hooked up to the G ads accounts for starters not recommending dsa got even tighter in focus of what is being targeted um, and then, yeah, we've got Sean Ellie replying to question four saying, not at all. Here's what I can see in one campaign. Spoiler, the only visible search queries have one impressions. PS maybe has to do with the time range. I'm looking month to date. Um, we've got Daniel Vardy replying to question five saying, use more shared negative lists and upload ahead of launch. Pay more attention to close variants. Try to think of suitable negatives. We already have pretty specific small ad groups. So if something matches, it should be correct. And we've also got like an interesting advice from Grant Edritton, which um, was similar to Greg's um, answer to question five, where it says where he says it's also worth reviewing queries in Bing or Microsoft if you have mirrored campaigns there. This might be a Google update that Bing doesn't actually doesn't copy oh my god that's such an idea bing please do not take on um this new update and yeah be start doing better than what google are doing that's a very nice thought and then we also um have julie saying that um yeah and we're, we're tweeting um, will Reynolds, when Reynolds, will Reynolds answer to question five saying, I just chatted a team, uh, chatted a team member about using, increasing our, about us increasing our usage of NLP or dictionary APIs on engrams to try to expand out with the data we have wasn't on the roadmap. So might be a while. Um, I'll reply that I'll re repeat that say again, saying I just chatted 
to a team member about us increasing our usage of NLP or dictionary APIs on n-grams to try to expand out with the data we have. Wasn't on the roadmap, so it might be a while. Colin Slattery replies, um, love this, was thinking about how something like this might be able to be done, figured out all would be the ones... Um, Figured you will all be the ones to get rolling on it. Wish I had the resources and expertise to try something like this. Uh, yeah, bringing out really great solutions there. Leslie Dreschler replies to question five saying, checking analytics more often, relying on Bing query reports. I'm probably going to see how site search can provide insight depending on client. Just going bonkers on negative build outs. Worried next update will be so limited, will be too limited that two and then julie goes on to question six saying are you proactively discussing this with clients if so what are you saying to them if not why not but before we get into that daniel vardy replies to question five saying try to diversify clients portfolios even more and reduce dependency on google yeah that might be difficult um, if um, this is the trend we're going, then what would happen in five to 10 years? Advertisers will just give Google money and trust the targeting is right, like a TV media buy. Sean Ellie replies, focus more on the keyword level, cutting keywords with below average CTR. Also looking more at keyword conversion rates than we have, bef than we have before, probably testing smart bidding more than before. Steve Gibson replies to question five, saying definitely not DSA as to me. The only value of DSA was the query report data. Um, Amale replies saying so far, no. Um, replying to question six, I'll bring it up case by case with clients who are usually invested specifically in their queries. But if the overall bottom line is good, then I'm not bringing it up. Not sure if it's the right move. Just following my gut on this one. And yeah, that's the best we've got at the moment. Um, Sean Ellie replies, yes, bringing it up. Up on reporting calls and sending emails out trying to reassure that Google changes things all the time and we are paying attention and adapting to the new normal. Um, Kami Karish replies to question five saying we're literally going to end any campaigns that were on the edge in favor of their venues. More audience targeting, tighter keyword controls, more keyword research for negative planning. Julia replies question six saying I'm talking with or with um, them about it, putting language and audit reports about it as well. Um, Andrea Cruz replies to question six saying that visibility has been greatly limited and we're creating tactics to continue to improve performance after the change. I'm also sharing with them the tactics we have come up with. Colin replies question six saying, yes, I am. I try to be super transparent with clients on things that will impact their accounts. I think it's important that they know what possible head, um, headwinds they are. I approach it. One, here's the problem. Two, here's how we're going to work to address it or show that your performance is still doing well. The overall bottom line performance is still doing well irregardless of the issue i'd say daniel vada replies to question six saying we communicated right away gave them the data of search query loss then discuss why it's impactful transparency is really important to us there are still a lot of stuff we can do but we have to adapt to this because this won't be reverted um, and then Grant Edrington replies to question six saying, yes, some clients are more interested than others, but we've been focused on how much data is invisible. Is this heavily impacting performance or not? Uh, what other tactics, tactics are we exploring to mitigate possible negative impacts from lost square visibility? John Kagan replies to question seven saying, we have most don't care all that much as it is something they view as minute and... Uh, 
as they view as minute and have better things in their life to be angry about. I don't think there's anything more thing to be angry about right now. Um, if you're a Google PPC uh, specialist than this at the moment. And then in response to question six, we've got Sam going brutal, impartial, honesty. Most of my clients know my feelings on the chain, but at the end of the day, my job is to help them make their business better. If Google search does that, and for many, it still does, then we'll work within the constraints to do that. But yeah, how far are these constraints going to go, really? Um, and then, um, yeah, Julie comes to us with the last question of the day, question seven, saying, what is your biggest concern with regard to query data going forward? Amanda? replies to this one saying i mean the same as it has um as it was earlier losing more of it never understanding parameters we adapt though i'll um i'll be looking at optimizer and will reynolds at sierra interactive for potential adaptations and workarounds and yeah that's um handle optimizer o-p-t-m-y z-r and that is um frederick valley's um company um and will reynolds so that's w-i-l reynolds um at at sierra Interactive, that's another handle, S-E-E-R, interactive for potential adaptations and workarounds. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Andrea Cruz saying um, the other day I was talking with Mike Pico about recalculating how much time it takes to manage a Google Ads account, even just set up one from scratch. So many minimal changes have to be made. It's insane. To reply to question seven, in reply to question seven, Daniel Vardy goes, it's not query specific. It's the trend we are going with Google and other companies. They believe they are the gatekeepers of all data to do as they please, to increase their revenue and profit at the expense of the people at the middle. L. Chase replies to question seven saying it sets a very bad precedence moving forward. It, if companies are allowed to charge but not give you data on that, you, on what you are paying for, this is not good. There are ways to address privacy without harming the advertiser. I believe there is. James Verboda replies, honestly, the cost of the hidden or lost data. What, ne what negatives are we missing that can be excluded to eliminate unwanted ad spend down to the road down the road what positives can we add that have converted grant edrington replies a few forward-looking questions come to mind will certain visibility get worse over time i think so will the quality of performance of hidden queries deteriorate over time mm, i don't know um, will Google look to change match types or the the process of keyword selection in the future? I think it will just keep getting worse, really. Sam replies question seven, um, saying, if I were a pessimist, I'd imagine that Google will continue to press on the significant changes to the reporting threshold, as well as potentially start to remove conversion plus performance data. And in response um, to question seven, I believe we had got Andrea Cruz saying with my client that I can only see 9% of the impressions. Um, I am at a crossroad. I am flying blind. I have seen, I've been using SEM Rush to pick keywords they think I'm bidding on and I am most definitely not. I use those for negative patterns. Alex Turbert replies to question seven saying, what's coming next? Smart shopping, app campaigns, etc. Never gave us this data. Get ready for how else to win for clients with more campaigns types there that don't rely on keyword targeting and search term data greg finn replies to question seven saying that the hidden terms will grow and so will the close variance matching but now we won't be able to see it the expansion of the matching has been a big problem and if it continues it could be catastrophic for smbs or b2bs 
Grant replies to question seven saying also, we will, um, will we ID fewer opportunities to improve messaging, landing page content, SEO strategy with less search term data, viewing search terms to better understand sub themes or more specific ad groups is a common practice to improve efficiency and user experience. Christine replies to question seven saying it's a further indication of where Google is headed, less data, more automation, poorer for our results. Yes, we will adapt to this change, but what's next? That's what we always have to keep asking ourselves. What's next? Sean Ellie replies in the short term, trying to optimize accounts with a fraction of the data and wasting client budgets on irrelevant traffic. In the long term, what's next? I doubt they are done pushing their automated strategies. John Kagan replies to question seven, saying the low volume queries in the sketch, sketchy area network sites we trigger on that totally screws us later from a PR perspective. Julie replies to question seven, saying um, with significant not being defined, it will continue to engulf more and more data. Sam replies to, um, yeah, I think that this will be a continuous answer question seven, saying after that, it's likely that a significant nerf to negative keywords is coming, but you can only do that once you've removed visibility or you have a revolt. Oh yes, I do think a revolt is coming and we've already done a few. Leslie Dreschler replies to question seven, saying that, um, that we are seeing just the tip of the iceberg, less and less visibility over time until it's gone, not provided altogether. And like I said before, I worry about limit on negative keywords. Um, and then, yeah, before we um, go, I'm just going to give a few more answers. Well, not even a few answers, just, um, yeah. Um, Steve Gibson replying, saying all advertisers are in the same boat, so I don't really have any concerns. We're in an, au we're in an auction medium. We still have plenty of tools to outperform our competitors. Um, Cami Karish replies with Google muddying the waters. It really throws off the value proposition clients already are overwhelmed by the choices so if you take away transparency that was showing that worked it works it leads to that mindset that makes the grass look greener elsewhere and yeah that brings us to the end of our chat and julie says if you have any ideas for chat topics please tweet them or dm me my dms are always open and yes it's always nice to have a nice little chat with julie um uh, but yeah that brings us to the end of our rant today about google um preventing us from um yeah seeing all our search queries especially the ones that are actually showing conversion data i think one of the best advice i've actually seen here is that um you know looking at microsoft search query data and really really hoping to all the search gods that um yeah bing does not follow suit in this update and that which i feel could give them a marketing edge um a market edge even i mean i'm chief marketing officer now now i'm always talking about marketing <laughs> i wonder how long it'll take before i really start missing this um the advertising world anyway so we um, hope you found this talk useful, taking some great takeaways uh, from it. But before um, we finish off, I close off, um, we've got the answer to our quiz ready. So just to remind you of what the question was, what is known to be the three different types of search queries? And our answer is navigational, informational, and transactional. Um, and transactional. So that's navigational, informational, 
and transactional. I hope you got that right. Um, and yeah, I just think navigational is like trying to move it between um, the website, informational, it's all the how to, what's and transactional, buy something now. I'm looking for a red dress or I'm looking for something uh, where you're very product specific or sometimes skew specific, meaning that you go directly um, to the landing page. You want to go directly to the page where you can buy your item or um, complete your um lead generation form so hope you found this talk useful and um yeah if you want this chat if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solution do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com and remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surfaces so keep your swans kicking bye